Can you appreciate Jesus this morning? He's worthy of praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Okay. Father, we give you praise this morning because you are here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking control. Thank you for always being with us. We ask this morning that your presence take over the vicinity of of my listeners let the word of God give them understanding in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Father in Jesus name Amen, Amen. thank you everyone for, for the patience we had a, a little bit of challenge with our sound and uh, we thank God for wisdom somehow uh, we've, we've conquered <laughs> Amen we are conquerors no matter what the enemy tries, we overcome. Hallelujah. Can, can you hear me now? Can everybody hear me? If you, if, I, if you can hear me online, just say, I can hear you. Praise God, please. So that we are sure. And then if, if, we're not, if the sound is not good, we can ask the technical guys to look at it again. All right. Praise God. Crossing the Red Sea of life. That's what we're talking about today. Crossing the Red Sea of life. Somebody said the Exodus. <laughs> it's a popular story in the scripture. The Exodus, when the, 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 the children of, of uh, Israelite had to leave Egypt. Alright? Now, when we talk about the Red Sea, we're talking about an impossible situation. In, the, in one's life. We're talking about a situation that you don't know what to do. You don't know how to go about it. We're talking about a situation that concerns your finance. Maybe right now you are in debt and you don't know what to, how to pay that debt. It's, an, it's, it's a racist situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe right now... You are going through a marital issue and it's difficult. You don't know what to do. It's a Red Sea situation. Alright? Maybe it's about your marriage. Maybe it's about your children. You have a child that you've tried everything but somehow it's like it's not really working with that child. Hear me? It's a Red Sea situation. Maybe you are in a relationship and that relationship is broken. That relationship has so many challenges and in fact you've tried everything to fix it but it's like the more you try... You know, the, the less you have a result, it's a resting situation. It's a resting situation. You know, you are in that relationship and you cannot go back, you cannot go forward, you cannot go sideways, not to the right or to the left. That's a resting situation. You are stuck. How many of you have been stuck in a particular situation? It's a resting situation. It's a resting situation. Praise God. Resting situation happens to everyone in their life journey. We all have our resting situation journey. Praise God. Praise God. But now, how do you handle that situation? How do you handle that situation? Praise God. You know, most times, the resting situation actually starts when you have already started the journey of victory. <laughs> do you understand? You have, in fact, you are so excited about your deliverance. Take for instance now, you just gave your life to Christ. And you were so excited about the new life. They told you, Jesus has taken care of everything. All is good and all is well. You have been redeemed. You have been set free. Which is true. But then in your journey, you hit a curveball. Pastor Paul, you will call it a curveball. <laughs> you hit a curveball. You are in that situation that you don't know how to get through. You have already celebrated your victory of yesterday. And then you are in a journey. And then the Red Sea comes in. How do I handle my Red Sea? 
You know, through this month, we've been talking about stepping out in faith. We've been talking about taking action. Some of you have already taken action right now. And you are in the rest situation. He said, but pastor, you told us to take action. Now I'm taking action. And it's like things have scattered. <laughs> in fact, I put my faith out there. And I'm not in a situation that I don't know what to do. I don't know what next to do. I don't know how to handle it. You say, put your faith. I put my faith out there and then they've invited me for that interview and I don't know what to do for, for that interview. You say, put your faith out there. Oh, now I put my faith out there and then the door for the business has opened. But I don't have the money to, to start up the business. Oh, pastor, you say, put your faith out there. Now I put my faith out there. Now I'm in a situation right now. I don't know how to move forward from here. That's the rest situation. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let us go back to how did we get this concept of rest situation? And let's look at how, what the journey was like and how they went through it. In fact, this, this message, we may not be able to end it this, this. So it's going to be a two, a two, a two uh, someone message. Okay, so we're going to continue this next Sunday. But let us look at the story. How did it start? How did it start? It started with the children of Egypt, uh, uh, Israel, in Egypt, as slaves. As slaves. But what now happened? God raised Moses. It was time for their deliverance. It was time to rescue them from bondage. And God raised Moses. And the journey started. We all know, that's in, if you go and read Exodus chapter 12, you know, we'll just make it fast so that we'll be... Exodus chapter 12. If you read Exodus chapter 12, all through Exodus chapter 12. After 430 years of slavery, God miraculously set the children of Israel free out of Egypt. On the night of the Passover. Now, what was Passover? Passover was when they killed the lamb of sacrifice, which represented Jesus Christ. So, some of you right now, you have given your life to Christ. God has delivered you from sin. Your names are written in the book of life. Eh? That is secured. You have secured your salvation. Now, another journey starts. And then, a curve ball is dealt to you. Another journey has started. And you are now in a racist situation. How are you going to handle it? Praise God. Praise God. Now, 430 years, the children of Israel were in slavery. Some of us have been in darkness, have been in slavery for so many years, all our life. And now, Jesus, we've heard the gospel of Jesus, and Jesus has come to us. Jesus is coming to rescue us now. Then what do we do? Hallelujah. After we come through that Passover time. Now, this came after the children of Israel. They cried out. They cried out to God, say, God, deliver us. God, deliver us. I hear some people have been crying out and say, God, I need deliverance. I need deliverance. And God has delivered them. Now, God delivered the children of Israel with a mighty, with his mighty hands. After sending 10 plagues and several other incidents that led to them being delivered out of Egypt. God did some miraculous things. And the children of Israel saw it. They saw how great God is. They saw how God delivered them from that trouble that they were in. But it doesn't stop there. Deliverance is not the end. Are you hearing me now? God did not deliver you just to be just for deliverance sake. He delivered you from something for something. Somebody say from something for something. He delivered you from bondage into what life. And for the children of Israel, he told them. He said, "I'm taking you to a land." A land of promise, Canaan. You know, some believers stop at the point of deliverance. Some believers are just okay. Ah, yes, I cannot. I'm not. I'm no longer fornicating. You know, I'm no longer uh, committing adultery. I, I've stopped lying. I, I, I don't steal anymore. You know, that is deliverance. I'm now a child of God. My names are written in the book of life. That is deliverance. Now, a lot of believers stop at the point of deliverance. But that is not the promise of God for you. The promise of God for you is to give you Canaan. 
The promise of God for you is to give you a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's a journey to a land. It does not stop at the point of being delivered from sin, from slavery. No, it's a journey to Canaan. And in that journey, there are things you need to learn. When you have stepped out to start your own business, it's a journey. When you have stepped out to start your marriage, some of you have been praying to God for a life partner. And now God has given you a life partner. The journey has started. <laughs> are you hearing me now? You know, some people think it's a deliverance. Most of us, you know, when you pray, 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 pray for the marriage, and then God gives you a wife, and you just say, Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, boy. The journey has just started. <laughs> the journey of learning and learning, the journey of Red Sea situations in your marriage have just started. So you need to learn how to go from deliverance to Canaan. There is a journey from where? From deliverance to where? To Canaan. That's what we're talking about this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, in Exodus chapter 13, you know, God began to explain the journey. In fact, the Israelites started experiencing, not, not God, they started experiencing the journey, okay, to leave Egypt and to go to the promised land. The real freedom is at the promised land. Even though they were free from Egypt, slavery. But they haven't reached their destination yet. So, you may be free from some things, but you are going to something. Glory to God. There is a place God is taking you to. They had to go through the wilderness. So, for you to get to the promised land, you have to face where? The wilderness. And in the wilderness, there is a resting situation. For you to get to Canaan, which is your promised land, there is a wilderness experience for you. There is a wilderness experience you need to go through. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of believers these days don't want to hear this one. They want to sharp sharp. We are actually in, in a season of sharp sharp. Everybody wants everything right now. But let me tell you, when you're working with God, patience is a key factor in the work with God. Patience is a must in the work with God. Hallelujah. Patience, you can't do, you can't, you can't rule out patience. You can't. Glory to God. You can't. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, they had to go through wilderness to the place of freedom. They are not free yet until they go through wilderness. So, wilderness in your life right now is a time when God is working on you. It's a time when God is what? When God is building your character. When God is changing the old mindsets. The, the slavery mindset. Because after you've gotten delivered, there are still some deposit of the slavery mindset that is in you. And this deposit we need to be getting off. <coughs> Praise God. <coughs> this deposit we need to be getting rid of. That time of wilderness is a time God is working on you. It's a time God is removing the things that are not supposed to be there. And putting in the things that are supposed to be there. But how many believers are, are patient enough to go through their wilderness? How many believers are patient enough to go through their season of building? Their season of character molding? Their season of learning from God? Everybody wanted fast. Everybody wanted fast. Now, if you look at the children, the case of the children of Israel, 
The Bible said that it, it was supposed to take them how many days? It was supposed to take them three days journey to the promised land. But they ended up spending how many days? Four. They ended up spending 40 years. Imagine a journey that was supposed to take three, year, three days taking 40 years. Did you get that? So the question is why? Why did they have to take that long? It's because they were not ready to take instructions. I can tell you that some of us are in the situation we are in now because when God is telling you the, the adjustments you need to make, you are not making those adjustments. And listen, the principle of God is so, is so strong. God cannot violate his principles. If God violates his principles, then he had to... It's only, see, it's only in grace. Grace, once you come under grace, your sins are forgiven. But you see, to live on earth, there are principles that God himself has set. And God wants you to make adjustments. It's just like somebody who keeps taking what is dangerous to their system. This your body, God manufactured it to function in certain ways. Your system, God manufactured it to function these things, see, your liver, there are things you will put into your liver, your liver will crash. There are things that will go into your body, it will affect your kidney. The body is a system. So life is a system. If you follow that system that God has laid down, you will get results. Now the children of Israel had to spend extra 39 eh? no uh, 39 years and as in those 40 years minus 3 days <laughs> that's the, the level of extra years they had to put in to get to the promised land praise God praise God we prolong our wilderness experience because we are stubborn. We prolong our wilderness experience because we are selfish. We are not allowing God to work on us. And I'm telling you, see, I can tell you from my own life experience. You know the thing is that when you fail an exam that God is putting you through, bros, you have to come back and do it again. If you watch your life, if you watch your life, you will find out that you have had to repeat some certain tests in your life because you did not heed the first time. If you look at your life, you will see that there were things that God told you some years ago to correct. But because you ignored it, so many years after, you have to go through the same challenge again. I don't know how many of you have gone through that. I have. I've had to go through challenges I've gone through before because I did not pass them then. Hallelujah. If I were you, I would make the right adjustments. When God brings it to my notice, one thing I've told God is, God, anytime you show me the adjustment I need to make, I will not argue. Let me tell you, the reason why people don't progress in life is because they refuse adjustment. The Bible said, He that rejects correction will be destroyed without remedy. But he that listens and accepts correction and make adjustment will be blessed, will prosper. Now, the children of Israel. Now, somebody will say, Ah, but Pastor, how do you know that? Let us read Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13 verse 17 You will see why God You see God had to even find a way to protect them Some of us God is protecting us 
In fact, that is why he's taking you through that wilderness so that you can learn. Because you are stubborn. You have refused to make adjustment. And you have to go through the long journey. And until you get it, you cannot enter Canaan land. You cannot enter your promised land. You need to get it. There are principles because when you get to that promised land without qualification or without, without going through the process, you will lose it. I don't know if you get my point. You know when they look at some people, they say this one, money Miss Road. You, you know what I mean? That means the person got wealth without the process of wealth. The person got wealth without the process of wealth. And when you get wealth without the process of wealth, what happens? You become a money misroad. And let me tell you, all the money misroad usually will return to poverty. They will usually come back to poverty. That's why when you, when you lift a person above their, their, their mind or their mindset, that's why I say, one of the greatest wilderness experiences we need to go through is changing our minds. We need to make that adjustment quickly. Because you see, if you don't make that adjustment quickly, if you have a mindset of, of if in your mind development is only to manage a small business, if they carry you and put you in a big business, you will run it down to a small business. You cannot give what you don't have. It's not possible. Every man succeeds to the level of their mindset. I'm telling you. Every man succeeds to the level of their mindset. You can't give what you don't have. And that is why you need to walk in your mind, on your mind. You need to upgrade your mind. And as your mind is upgrading, God is giving you the blessing that is match your mind. Because if you receive a blessing that is beyond your mind, usually you will shrink it back. You will, if you give a man, like I said, if you give a man a big multinational company to manage, and he has never upgraded his mind to the point of that multinational level, he will run that multinational level down to where his mind can ascend. It's a law. Except he undergoes a training that pushes him to that level. And that is why most times people who are looking for unemployment are looking for people who have experience in that area. Do you know why? In fact, I was talking to a friend who established a company. So he, he wanted me to talk to him about some of the things on how to run the company and all that. You know, and there was something he said, and I agreed with him immediately. He said, Look, I need a manager. But I want somebody who has already worked in that same capacity before. And who has worked in a big organization that is the equivalent to where I want this organization to be. Because if I have somebody who has already worked in that place, when he comes here, he would try to implement his mindset is already at that level of experience. So, he will try to lift this place to his to the area of his mindset. But if I bring somebody who has worked in a very remote or small place, they will run this place down to the place where they are. You you either rise or or decrease to the level of your mindset. So what I'm telling you this morning is that you need to work on your mind. That's why when you see, even when you employ such kind of people that are not up to that level, what do you do? You put them through training. That's why you see organizations going through training, right? You see them going abroad. They take their, their, their staff abroad to go and train them. And let get them mixed with people who are operating in a higher level. What, what are they doing? They're trying to upgrade the mind of the people. They're trying to push their mindset to a point where they can play in that level. God had to take the children of Israel because they, are, they, are, they, they were delivered from slavery but they, were, they had slavery mindset. I'm telling you the truth. Exodus chapter 13. Are you there? Verse 17. 
verse 17 and 18. Look at Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near. Did you get it now? Through the land of the Philistines, it was closer to get to Canaan. It was closer to get to the promise. But God did not lead the children of Israel. This is not that the children of Israel were the ones that were. No, God himself did not lead them through the land of the Philistines. Why? Look at what it says. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war. <laughs> and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly rank out of the land of Egypt. God had to lead them through the place of wilderness. Why? Because to train them. He said, if I lead these people through the land of the Philistines, they are going to see war and they will run back to Egypt. They are going to see war and they will go back to slavery. Now, I want to go through... Because the children of Israel were not, were not warriors. They were not trained. They were all slaves. The rank and file of them were just fetchers of water and fetchers of wood, just doing things for the children of Israel. They were just the children of Egypt. They were just serving the Egyptians. They don't know anything about how to fight. So you can imagine carrying them and taking them to, a, to, to meet soldiers. So some of you are going through what you are going through right now is because God is trying to protect you. God is trying to train you, drill you, so that you can come to a point of soldiers. And you know what? Through the wilderness, they got, they were able to train soldiers. That's it. That's the story. Through the wilderness, as they were going through the wilderness, the children of Israel they were they trained fallible soldiers, and then they started fighting wars. They were not able to face all the Philistines. These same people that God protected them from facing, God had to train them through the wilderness. Some of you are coming out, they are just botty. You know what I say? This guy is not botty. He doesn't, you are just, you know, you, you know, you don't know, you don't understand how the game works. You don't know how it works. And sometimes God needs to train you with small, small things. God needs to put you through some stages. Then you come to a point when you are strong. And then he will not bring you with the Philistines. He will not bring you with war. Because he knows that you will win. But right now, if he puts you in that situation, if he puts you in that big thing, what will happen? You will lose. You will go back to slavery because you are not trained, because you are not prepared. Now the question is, how long does my wilderness take? Your wilderness takes the, the it takes longer if you don't hit the instruction. You know, one thing I told, one thing I realized, and I told myself is that, what does God want to achieve? That's the way I think. What God does want to achieve in me? Okay. I look at what he wants to achieve and I make myself available and I yield myself. I align myself to go through what God wants to do in my life. Because let me tell you, until you go through those processes, you cannot attain. Until you pass through those processes, you cannot attain. And the earlier you yield, the better for you. That's the truth. Stop arguing. The earlier you align, the earlier you fall in place, the better for you. The earlier you can get out of wilderness and get into the promised land. The children of Israel spent the years they spent because it took longer to get them to understand the way things work. It took longer to get them to understand the way things work. These guys were really annoying. Some of you will say that, but that's the same thing we do today. If you look at the children of Israel, you will see that that's the same thing we are doing today. We argue, we complain. Praise God. We are arguing, we are complaining, we are, we are saying no, 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 no. It has to be different. This, da, 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 da. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they have to be trained. They have to be prepared. How long you stay Depends on your patience and obedience. How are you listening to God's instruction? God is building your character. 
in the wilderness to bring you to your promised land. Now, how did the children of Israel get to the Red Sea? God led them there. <laughs> you see, so some of the challenges you are having today, eh? God led you to those challenges. Did I say it's God that caused the challenge? God did what? He allowed you to get to that point. The Bible said he will not let us go through what we cannot what? What we cannot bear. He will not allow a temptation that is above us to come to us. You know what that tells me? Any trial I face right now, I am able to overcome it. Any challenge I'm going through right now, I have all it takes to overcome it. How do I know? God said, He will not give me more than I can bear. I want to encourage you right now, whatever you are going through, you have all it takes to come out. You have all it takes to to overcome. Why? Because God said, I will not allow you be tempted beyond what you can have, what you can bear. So, each time I go through trials, each time I go through temptations, each time I go through the wilderness experience, each time I face a red sea, one thing I know is that I am able. One thing I know is that I have all it takes to overcome. Why? Because God has said it. Hallelujah. You have all it takes. You have all it takes. Praise God. It is possible that the situation you are in right now, that impossible situation, it is God that led you there. God wants to develop your character. God wants to show himself strong to you. And after God is done with you, you will become a testimony. Tell somebody, I'm a testimony. I'm a testimony of the goodness of God. I'm a testimony of, of how mighty God is. God is showing forth his work through me. When men see me, they know that God is good. When men see me, they know that God is good. Why? Because of the victories. Because I have fought and won through the wilderness. I have become a better person. My character has been formed. I am now a representative of the kingdom of God. I am an ambassador, a true ambassador of the kingdom of God. When they see me, they see Jesus. When they see me, they see the glory of God. Because of my wilderness experience. So, I want to encourage you this morning. The wilderness experience you're going through, God is building you. God is changing you. God is preparing you for the promise ahead. How long you stay there depends on how long, how, how, how fast you yield. How, how fast you yield to the voice of God. Because you have to go through it. Thank you, Jesus. You know, to the onlooker, you know, they would have concluded that for the Israelites, it was over. <laughs> Do you understand? They were surrounded by the mountains. They, see, okay, look at the children of Israel right now. They had mountains. On this side, they had mountains on this side because God said He doesn't want to lead them through the mountains so that they will not go and face war. So there was war for the Philistines waiting for them, and they had to go through the mountain to get to the Philistines with war. So there was war on both sides. The Egyptians were following them behind because the Egyptians realized how did we let these guys go? These guys, that's the same way Satan feels. That is the same way Satan feels when he lets you go. He said, how did I, how did we miss him? We need to go after him immediately. When you're giving your life to Christ, you think he's over. Satan is still coming. He's chasing behind. He said, how did I let him go? Glory to God. He instructs, he, he tells his angels, how did you let David go? You need to go after him right now. That was exactly what happened with the children of Israel? They had the mountains on the side, on the right, on the left. The, the, the Egyptians were behind them. And now the Red Sea is in front. They are trapped. They are caged. They are in a place that they don't know what next to do. Everywhere they face has consequences. 
But what would they do? You may be here listening to me and you are facing death around you. I have an encouragement for you. God will fight your battle. Are you hearing me? I say God will fight your battle. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, to the onlooker, anybody that looks, sometimes I don't know if you face troubles and you face challenges and anybody that looks at you, their conclusion is that, Ross, I can't help you. I don't even know how to start. No, I, I see, I've had to tell that to someone. After he shared, oh, after he shared everything, I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to say. I said, look, we need to pray. It's only, it's only God that can help you this matter. Glory to God. There are some situations <laughs> you need God. You need God. You know, the conclusion, the conclusion will be that it was over for them. The armies, the, the mountains, everything. But you know what the children of Israel did? They were praying out of fear. The Bible said that they were afraid. And they now cried out to God. So, some of the prayers we pray today is out of fear. And fearful prayers are not answered. God doesn't listen to fearful prayers. You will see it. Because God wasn't into God. It wasn't their prayers that God, God, God said, why are you people afraid? Prayed. Do you know how you know is out of fear? Let's read it. <laughs> you will see what they were doing. Exodus 14, verse 10. Exodus 14, verse 10. And Pharaoh drew near. The children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were what? Afraid. That's what the Bible said. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, You know, if they really trusted God, they would not, this, this next verse I'm reading shouldn't have been here. Because after they prayed, you see, after they prayed, look at what they said, now said. He said, Then they said, They said to Moses, Because there was no grave in Egypt. You have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you so dealt with us? To bring us up out of Egypt. Is there not the word that we told you in Egypt? Saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. You can imagine that. They were telling Moses, Moses, we told you. Why did you bring us out? We told you to leave us, let's continue to be slaves. And you said, God, 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 Moses, see. See where we are. I don't know how many of you have been in those kind of situations. There have been, I, I've, I've come through that kind of situation still in my life. And then you start complaining. You start complaining. He said, you should have let us die. You should have let us die and be buried properly. In fact, they were, they were more concerned about their burial. <laughs> they said, we should have let us die. These this children of Israel must have, must have some connection with the Igbo people. <laughs> because an Igbo man is thinking of their burial. <laughs> they are thinking of how they will bury them, how who will carry them home. And if you ask an Igbo man, why did you join a parental meeting? He says so that when you die, somebody will carry you home. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. So the children of Israel were like, Moses, you would have left us in Egypt so that when we die, they will bury us properly. Now you brought us here in the wilderness. And if we die here, what will happen? We will not be properly buried. If we die here, we will not be properly buried. We will just be left. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Their prayer was out of fear. And complain. They were only complaining. They were only complaining. 
So some of us are complaining and regretting. I don't know how many of you have taken some decisions in your life. And it went bad. And then you face a racist situation. That's when, when it goes bad. You face a racist situation. And you are praying out of fear. And you start complaining. You are regretting why you took the step. And you are saying, oh God. It would have been better off if I remained where I was before. It would have been better off if I was even a slave, if I was in bondage. How did I come here? You know, this is what the devil wants you to do. Complain and regret. Some of you listening to me, you got married. You asked God for, for a wife and God gave you a wife. And after you got married, either your husband or your wife started showing you Red Sea. <laughs> and then what do you do you start complaining you start complaining you start regretting if I had known I wouldn't have married you I had five five men coming from my hand and I chose you of all the five men and now look at my situation you are in the Red Sea situation and this is what the children of Israel were, was actually doing when you took that decision, it was okay. You were happy that you left. You were happy that God delivered you. You were happy that you got married. And then suddenly you face a Red Sea. You see, the inability to handle Red Sea situation is the cause of many divorces in the, so many homes. Because these same people that are divorcing now were so happy when they got married. These same people that are now enemies were Love beds some years ago. What happened? Red Sea situation. They faced a Red Sea situation. And like the children of Israel, they started complaining. They started regretting. Hallelujah. Maybe you are started at a business. You invested in a business. And after your investment... Hallelujah. After investing in the business, suddenly, things didn't work out the way you planned it. A curve board was dealt to you. Things went bad. So what do you do? You start complaining. Oh, if I had known, I wouldn't have even started this business. How did I even get into the business? Look at all the money I've invested. Oh, no, 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 no. You start complaining, you start regretting. That's a racist situation. Praise God. How do you deal with a racist situation? How do you come out from a racist situation? Praise God. What should your attitude be in a racist situation? When you have stepped out of, in faith, when you have come out in faith, you are taking a step of faith. Should you not start complaining? I regret it. Should you be afraid? Let's learn from what God has to say here. Look at what Moses told them. If you look at verse, uh, verse, verse 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Tell somebody, don't be afraid. So that was the problem. Fear was the problem. When you face a racist situation, the greatest problem is fear. If you can deal with the fear of death, because that was the fear of death. If you can deal with the fear of death, what is the fear of death? That you're going to lose that business. The fear that you're going to lose that business. The fear that you're going to lose your wife. The fear that you're going to lose your children. The fear that you're going to lose that relationship. The fear that you're going to lose. If you can handle that fear, you have dealt with your victory. Your victory is, 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 is sure. And that was the first instruction that the children of Israel were given to. That was what was given to them. Do not be afraid. Tell somebody, do not be afraid. That was what Moses said. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. What he will accomplish for you today. 
For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Do not be afraid. So I want to tell you this morning, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. God is about changing your story. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear will only take you backward. Fear will only keep you in the negative zone. Complain and fear only takes you in the negative zone. You see, it took me time to overcome this thing. I was a, an addict complainer. Almost every situation I, I faced, the next thing was complain. The next thing, the thing that came to me naturally was complain and regret. Until I had to deal with it. I had to tell myself, this is a cancer. It needs to be healed. It needs to be gone off completely from my life. Now, when I face a situation, I don't complain. The first thing that comes to my mind is the solution. What is the solution? What is the way out? How do I come up? There is a way out. Because the Bible said that God has made a way in the wilderness. He has made a way where there seems to be no way. There is a way out. And I'm asking myself, where is the way out? Instead of complaining, how did I get here? Instead of complaining, oh, I would have done it better. I would have done something yesterday. Oh, if I had known I have taken that decision. Oh, if I had known I wouldn't have taken that decision. What am I asking myself? What is the way out? How am I coming out of this? In this ministry, I've gone through stressy situations. And the question I'm asking myself, what is the way? This morning, I went through a stressy situation. Hallelujah. <laughs> I went through a wrestling situation this morning. Our sound suddenly was not working. Suddenly. And then we started running around. I didn't start complaining. I didn't start regretting. No. This is where I am. What do I do? How do I get walk through it? How do I cross the red sea? That should be your attitude. Let complain and regret be off your mind, be off your mouth. Don't ever. Are you hearing me this morning? Don't ever complain and regret. It will only keep you in the negative zone. It will only take you backward. It can't move you forward. Look at what God told the children of Israel. When Moses, you see, Moses said, started telling them this because Moses was a man that understands God. Even before he, he even talked to God, <laughs> that was what Moses told them. He said, Guys, don't be afraid. Me, I know, I know, I understand. You see, these Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. This trouble you are going through right now, it's over. If only you can stand still and don't be afraid. That's what he told them. Stand still. Stand still. Don't be afraid. The Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. He said, the Lord will fight for you and you will shall hold your peace. In that racist situation, it is not about you fighting. It's about hearing the instructions of God. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? It's about hearing the instructions of God in that racist situation. What you need to do when you face a racist situation is to begin to katapala kope, rekete popolokote, latapayakapa, oh mandike poloko, hear, oh let me hear you Lord. Let my eyes be opener. Let my eyes be opener. That I will see you. That I will hear the instructions. What is the instructions I need to follow for this season? What is the thing I need to do for this season? What do I need to do? Praise God. That's your attitude. That should be your attitude. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Hallelujah. Look at Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. You know, what I want to tell you this morning is that in the meantime, when you are waiting for that instruction, I hear me now. Listen, when you are waiting for that instruction that will take you to the next step, something will be happening. If you read verse 19 of Exodus, why the children of Israel were there? 
waiting for the next instruction. Look at what was happening. Verse 19. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. Now, usually there was an angel and a pillar of fire and a uh, pillar of cloud that was in front of them, that was leading them. That was how they knew where to go. Do you understand my point? That was how, that was the pointer. That's how God led them. Now, that same pillar now went behind them. The pillar usually was in front to show them the way. Now went behind them as a protection. Look at what he says. He said, and, the, and went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israel. Thus it was, it was a cloud of darkness to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to, to one and it gave light to the other so that one did not come near the other all that night. So God arranged a protection system for them. The pillar of cloud went behind and caused darkness in the camp of their enemies. But that same pillar gave them light. There was darkness in the camp of their enemy. There was light for them to see. So what will happen is when you are going through that fire, there is light for you to hear God. There is light for you to see the way. There is darkness for your enemies. God will protect you. You will not die before you get to your Canaan. Are you hearing me now? You will not die before you get to your Canaan. No harm will befall you before you get to your Canaan. Somebody listening to me, hear me. A lady listening to me now. You will not get to monopause before you get married. <laughs> Are you hearing me? You will not get to monopause before you get married. That's what God said I should tell you. Your marriage is close. It's very soon. It's coming. In fact, I, what I hear in my spirit is this year. Because you are worried, you are saying, I'm, 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 I'm fasting in age. You are saying, no, 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 no. I'm getting my age. And they said, they told you, they said, monopause starts from the age of 40, 45. And you are very close to that age. And you are telling me, and you are telling God, what, what, what is going to happen? You are afraid. It's not a time to be afraid. What God will do is that God will protect you. And make you see your, your promised land. That the monopause will not get to you. Before you get to your promised land. That bad situation. That danger will not come to you. Before you were rescued. Before you are delivered. God will protect you. I had a situation in my life. And it was like a, red, a dead sea situation. A red sea situation. And it was a trouble situation. But the miracle that God did. Is that God protected me until I found a way out. Because if that, if that situation had, had messed up the way, it would have destroyed me. But God protected me until I cleared the way out. And then I came out. What I'm telling you is that there is a protection. The Bible says you will know no shame. Are you hearing my point? You will know no shame. Somebody, you've lost your job right now and you're not working. Nothing is happening. And you're afraid that your family is going to go hungry without food. Hear me. God will protect you until what? Until you find the next job. God will shield you until you find the next job. That was my case. When I lost my job, God had to raise, God had to give my wife a job that was a protection for us. And then, even God, even when my wife, when the, my, the money that was coming for my wife's job was not, was not enough to, to, to do much, God raised people. Miraculously, we didn't go begging, we didn't go asking. God raised people who sent us money and, con and protected us until we were able to get a job. Until I was able to get another job and everything wiped, everything clear. And we'll, we'll go back to where we were. We'll go back to where God wanted us to be. 
So what I'm telling you is that that period when you are going through that, that trial, that period when you are going through that situation, God will protect you. God will preserve you until you find a way out. Until you, you hear the instruction. So from the time of when your enemies are attacking you, when that problem is around, to when you need the Red Sea to cross, there is a protection that is provided for you. That is what God did for the children of Israel. That's what God did for them. Hallelujah. I said you will not die before your time. Amen. Can we be on our feet this morning? We are going to continue this message next week. And next week's topic is how to part the Red Sea in your life. Now we, today we, we, we talked about in a Red Sea situation, how God brings you through it. And even while you are there and you are waiting for the next instruction, there is a protection around you. There is God's protection around you. Next Sunday we'll be talking about how do I part that Rishi? How do I create that miracle that will part the Rishi? Right now open your mouth and begin to declare. Right now I know there are resting situations in your life right now. Is a, is a, this is a time I want to give you just a few minutes. Cry out to God and say Lord help me. Lord help me. This situation I'm going through right now. Lord, help me. Open your mouth and cry out to God this morning. It's a resting situation. I don't know how to get through it. But Lord, help me. Show me the light. Show me the light. Open my eyes. I need to find a way out. I need a solution. Show me the way. Show me the way. Hey, show me the way. Yeah, ba ya da 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 ba sha ta ya da 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 ba la kubre gede gede de. Show me the way, Jesus. Show me the way. Yeah, da 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 ba sha to le gada 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 da ba la gada da ba sha. Raga papa la poko posoto logo 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 de. Riga papa papa da 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 papa papa papa. Redege de posoto lega papa papa la kome. Reka papa 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 la kome. Show me the way, Jesus. Show me the way. Show me the way. Raga papa pori papa papa la kome. Rika papa basa ta 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 de 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 sa. Raka papa la bodo posoto lega papa papa la kome. Rete dotos. Show me the way, Jesus. Open your mouth. Show me the way through that situation that appears like a dead end. Through that situation that appears like a dead end. As I step out, show me the way. Hey, let my eyes be open now. Let my eyes be open. I quit complaining. I quit re- the regrets. I quit being fear. Every spirit of fear taken out from me. Every spirit of fear. Ah, I am. I am delivered from the spirit of fear. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. I am a child. I'm no longer, I'm no longer a slave. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. instruction that came to the children of Israel do not be afraid do not be afraid and I say to you this morning do not be afraid do not be afraid he will not put you to shame do not be afraid he will deliver you Father I thank you this morning for your presence thank you oh God for your presence Lord and Lord we declare oh God every spirit of fear is broken in the life of my listeners this morning Every spirit of complaining is broken. Every spirit of regret is broken. Lord, you open their eyes to see the way out. 
you open their eyes to see the next instruction that will take them to their promised land. Lord, open their eyes to see the next adjustment that will take them to their promised land. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It is done. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you.